Hello and welcome to the Going Off Track podcast. My name is Jonah. I'm joined today by Esteban, Stephen, C, and Brad. C. Now, right now, you can't see this, but I am taking off my shirt, and there's a very specific reason for it. That is a disgusting scar. It is horrifying. What is that? It is horrifying. It's a bite. A large bite. I think I know why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I have this year-round, ladies and gentlemen. Stephen is showing us his tan line. <laughs> Today on Going Off Track, we are joined by Eric and Jesse, a.k.a. Tan Lines, and also joined by special guest host, Vanessa Bayer, my sister. The, Woo! Uh, the, you know what? We talk about Mike not being here. I think Vanessa might have been on more episodes than Mike at this point. Vanessa's been on a bunch of episodes. If you want to go back to the archives, she's done our live podcast. She's been on with Sam Levine, Janine Garofalo. Permanent co-host. Yeah, she's great. When I, when she, yeah, she's very busy, but luckily in the summertime, when SNL's on hiatus, she's less busy. So she came by with tan lines, and we actually met them while at Governor's Ball shooting me and Vanessa's web series sound advice and I actually wasn't familiar with tan lines at all and we interviewed them and they were so cool and then you know Jesse talked about how he had his own podcast mm-hmm. and then I was like well you should come on I have a podcast you should come on and I hit them up and they came on like the next week there's a lot of interviews we do where I go wow I'm just a completely unnecessary you know <laughs> there's these not. guys there better not be <laughs> these guys were so funny that it, you get to that point where you're like I just like listening to them talk you know yeah we talked about their music a little, but mostly I felt like we talked about 90s TV. It can, well, usually when Vanessa's on, that's what it, it usually devolves to. It's it, either dinosaurs or step-by-step, yeah, one of the two. Yeah, yes. We should get Vanessa to be on all the time and maybe replace Jonah, and then Jonah could write the intros. No, here's <laughs> here's the thing, is that Jonah and Vanessa, like, like it's... That's another time where I'm like, I could just listen to this forever. It's like they, it's, they're like brother and sister. It's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have a very similar sense of humor. Similar parents. Similar similar parents. Similar, similar family. We had a very similar upbringing. Grew up in the same house. <laughs> went to the same school. But, you know, it, and it's also nice when you see siblings that genuinely, like, care for each other and have fun memories of stuff they've done because, you know, my brother and I are 10 years apart and have, like, a lot of obvious differences, but we don't have that. And then, you know, I talk to you know, people that have other siblings and stuff and I'm like, you guys hang out? Nope. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's weird to Did me our when, own thing. When people are yeah. like, yeah, I have a sibling and, like, we don't speak or, like, and I know, like, that stuff happens and it's, like, a lot of circumstances and stuff, but it's so foreign from my experience. Like, it's just like, oh, this is like my cool friend that's my, my sister, and like, we have fun hanging out. It's awesome that you have that, because it's, I think it's, it's... all I know, you know what I mean? I don't have any other siblings. I think it's the rarity and not the norm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so, too, but... Um, I know all of Brad's brothers and sisters hate him. Yeah, well, hate. what's interesting, yeah, Brad's siblings just get in touch with me just to shit-talk Brad, and I'm like, I don't even know you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you too, right? Yeah. I don't even know how they got my number. How, yeah, I, I, I would assume from Brad. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But no, they don't talk to him ever. Yeah. Yeah, I told them if they have anything to say to talk to you guys. Yeah, they're like, I tried to come into Rubber Tracks to record. Brad said, you're not welcome here. I mean, it's like super weird. <laughs> Which is usually what Jonah. his Christmas cards are. Yeah. Can I get some sneakers? Talk to Jonah. Yeah, talk to me. <laughs> talk to me. Um, but yeah, so we had Tan Lines on with Vanessa, and it was a super fun episode, and we talked about a lot of really weird... <laughs> I loved it. ...really weird television, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and check it out. Oh, nice.
Got to stay cool. hydrated. I think we're good. I got to do that on, for my podcast. Yeah, Waters. man. Yeah. Keep up your H two O game. Profesh. Not to extremely. Have you seen the studio here? Yeah, it's, like it's, yeah, it's for real. It's cool. Now, what studio owned by a shoe company do you do your podcast in? Uh, well, if there was an opposite of that, is what I do. I I usually do it in people's houses, oh. and I just sort of set up my computer there and talk to them. See, that's the whole. See, the technical aspect is what I can't handle: the setting up, turning on yeah. microphones. We have a producer for that. We do. Yeah, that's great. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's really lucky. I would love a producer to help book the guests. That's what I would like help with the most. Allow me to introduce you to Jonah Bear. Uh huh. Hi. Yeah. Hey, hey. guys. <laughs> um. Let's. Did this start? And we're starting now. It uh, always starts. Welcome to Going Off Track. Hey. I'm Jonah. I'm Steven. And today's... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. We have our official, uh, whenever she wants to come by, co-host, also known as Jonah's sister, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Bear. Hi, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> always happy. You know, you know, you can come by anytime you want. Very cool. There's always a chair and microphone for you. Very cool. Very Which is cool. weird because it's always I kind came, of like a, I came because I was very excited about your guests today. Oh, and I'm sorry. Our who are they? today, Tan Lines, Jesse and Eric. Hi. How's hey. it going, guys? Great. Great. We met at Governor's Ball, shooting some sound advice stuff. Mm-hmm. And you guys were awesome. You guys were great. And can't, I can't, really can't stop listening to your album. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's called Mixed Emotions. Thank you again for that plug. <laughs> yeah. Vanessa I'm going to just listen it. to that part of this really podcast. And Vanessa doesn't repeat. listen to like a whole ton I don't of new music. This is like kind of a big yeah. thing. Like when Vanessa was like, I'm listening to the record a lot. I was like, really? Not because it was you guys, because I was like surprised there was like a yeah, new I record you were into. I kind of get stuck on the same. So pretty into like Tori Amos and Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> is that, I assume you you were the opposite of that growing yes. up. Yeah. I was really into like punk rock and like hardcore and stuff. And Vanessa, like more into like Like Jonah took me to Lilith Fair. Studying, being successful. <laughs> Did you go to Lilith Fair? Yeah, we yeah. went together. I had my first together? cappuccino there. which is weird because that's what you always hear in the background of you know coffee shops (laughs) i think it was out of a machine the only music festival that has cappuccinos (laughs) i was like what is i didn't really even know what coffee i mean i knew what coffee was but i hadn't and i was like we should get these things i was like this is pretty good you're like someday i'll look back at this as the (laughs) consummate 90s experience that's all i remember of the show is having a cappuccino and i think i won tickets on the radio yeah it was a wow. very sweet yeah. brother thing to do because yeah. it's not wasn't really your style. Yeah, but by was, the way, consummate nineties experience should be the mm. title of Vanessa's podcast. Mm. I think so. I'd listen to that. I love that. <laughs> I heard. Speaking of listening, I heard uh, Tan Lines on Sirius Satellite Radio. Excuse me, Sirius XM. Okay, which usually you know they get kind of heavy rotation, and you find something where you're like, "Who the hell is this?" And you guys were one of them. Cool. So well played, being on the the radio that's beamed from space. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I don't understand. <laughs> thank you, but it's it's there. Are you? Do you guys live in in Brooklyn? Yeah, nice. yeah, we do. Yeah. I was um, telling you right before. I used to live on the same block as this studio about eight years ago. Um, this studio wasn't here then, but the same sort of smell was. <laughs> so it's a very familiar place for me. Now I live in a different part of Brooklyn. How's the smell there? In my opinion, better. Okay, a little more few more trees um it's i live in clinton hill now and they yeah nice right it is nice it's you know right now it's still the kind of neighborhood they would never converse would not build a beautiful recording studio in but 
Um, there are some really nice places to get a cappuccino and <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Where are you guys from originally? I'm from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm from the suburbs of Washington, D.C. Which one? I grew up in Potomac, Maryland, mm, College nice. Park before that. Uh, that's where we pr- my band practices in College Park. And oh, wow. One of my best and friends we stay in is Silver Spring. Wait, currently? Currently. You have a band that practices in College Park. Mm-hmm. You commute there? Mm-hmm. I take wow. the Vamoose bus. Wow. That's how I go down there to visit my, my family. Yeah. Yeah. Super convenient. You guys should Big go together to sometime. We should. We should take a Vamoose trip. We can even take the gold bus, maybe. I took it once. On, I took it once, on points. Too. I had I have Vamoose <laughs> Me too. Once. You get 30 each yeah. one. Whoa. And then... Yeah. Uh, once I got bumped up and the dude was like, you can take the gold bus. It's not full, but like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. And you get like a bottle of Hasidic water. Guy? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty classy. Yeah. It, it It's way better than the options that existed um, like eight years ago, I'd say. Um, it's great. This episode is brought to you by <laughs> Vamos. By the way, are, were you a Churchill Bulldog? No, I wasn't. That... Um, I went to a private school. Okay. Because my friend Julie was a church. She was a Churchill Bulldog and she was actually the head cheerleader. It's not even wow. a big deal. But. That was really close. I wasn't in that district, but <laughs> I was very close to that district. Okay. And um, I know people who went there. What private school did you go to? I went to, okay. I went to a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to a Jewish school, uh, the Charles E. Smith Jewish Day School. Big up to them right now. Wow. Nice. I'm sure a lot of the alumni are listening. So, so shalom <laughs> to all you out there listening. We, we've we've had some you know private school uh, folk from the the DC metropolitan area on the yeah. podcast before. I'm going to stop you there because <laughs> as much as that my school would have liked to have been considered part of the DC private school scene, which I'm assuming you're talking about, we definitely were not mm. in terms of being elite in either academics or sports or prestige it was sort of just a place where um jewish parents sent their kids if they cared about that so it was a private school in the dc area but i I wouldn't describe it as a dc private school thing because i don't know any of those people i mean i I really just didn't no mixers with georgetown day exactly that's the exact kind of thing we didn't have but we did have (laughs) mixers with hebrew academy our arch rivals. <laughs> <laughs> they were, of course. We picked the one other Jewish school to hate, and uh, we competed in. We're basketball. the only ones allowed to hate. I know them, you right? guys should have yeah. teamed up. Well, you would so think. So many people against you. It's a classic story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of the sad, you know, yeah. repeated things in history. And there was a religious element. They were more religious than us. Yeah, so they didn't think you guys were like. Legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I remember their girls had to wear um, sweatpants when they played basketball, which oh, was sucks. kind of sucky. <laughs> just kind of so. showing off how religious they are. Well, especially yeah. in a gym, it's so hot to wear sweatpants. It sucks. Yeah, it's the most I've ever talked about this. <laughs> so, are you a Steelers fan? Mm-hmm. That's a- <laughs> Did you see? You're go- from Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah. We, I used yeah. to go to shows at Mr. Roboto Project. I don't know if that was a place that really started. Yeah, that started sort of at the tail end of my time okay. there. How often do you put the term yins in a in a conversation? Um, rarely. Mm. Yeah. Is that like a very specific thing, like a specific 
group of people in Pittsburgh. I would say it would be associated with a certain hmm. range. Fair enough. Because I have a number of friends from Pittsburgh, and I've never heard that out of their mouths, except as kind of a joke. Yeah. It's funny. My parents were just here this weekend. It was Father's Aww, Day weekend. Visiting. Yeah, it was fun. Father's Day. And uh, <laughs> at one point it came up in conversation. Do we have an accent? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like, like I've uh, recently been getting people saying I have an accent from Cleveland. When I say mom, they're like, they think I say it like mom or something. <laughs> now I can't say it. Is there a Cleveland accent? I think there so. Is. It's like Only when you, certain you say words. like my black bag. Uh-huh. It's more like yeah. Canadian, right? Yeah, a little. Pop. pop. Mom. You say pop. pop. It's a real mid- soda. Yeah, we said pop. Yeah. And yeah, people we like were so mad about it when I went to college. Like, because I went to college in Philadelphia, everyone was like, you say pop, like that's so insane. And I was like, why do you care? Like yeah. Yeah, get yeah. people were so like into like making fun of that. Cause there's that no I... awful accent in Philadelphia. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wooder. Everybody yeah. go yeah. down, get a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> that's our aunt. <laughs> My wife's from Philly. I'm allowed. <laughs> so I'm guessing you yeah. guys met in Brooklyn or uh, New York. That's right. Brooklyn. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you guys were both, let's set it up. You're like, gig, you're what gigging. Was it, like, what was happening? Yeah. We were gigging. Set the scene for us. How'd the uh, magic happen? Um, Eric had a studio in Brooklyn, and uh, my old band went to record there, and uh, we became friends. And then when we both had time to do other stuff, we started writing music together. You know, Jamming. Yeah, we met through friends. <laughs> You know, it's how a lot of people meet and start their relationships. We met through friends. So we there was referrals, you know, there was some quality control before we actually met. And so, uh, yeah, that was really it. That That's the whole story. So you both have been in bands for a while before your duo started. Yeah, I think yeah. that's safe to say. And how do the other bands feel now about your success? Um, I'm sure they're happy for us. You never really know. <laughs> I'm from Pittsburgh, so they fucking hate me. <laughs> a lot of spite down there. Oh yeah. And Eric, you're in Don Caballero, who yeah. which we when we were researching tan lines for sound advice, I was like, This is crazy. I love this band. I've seen them a bunch of times. Yeah. Touch and go. I mean, how did that you yeah. must have been pretty young when you were playing with those guys? I yeah, I was pretty young. I was in the tail end of the real Don Caballero. Okay. The band sort of reformed at some point. Right. 2003 or question mark. But uh, how did it happen? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, man. Uh, sure that's like story of my life time. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we're here I for was him, a teenager man. in Pittsburgh and they were the, that, uh, that band was the band. They were the first like indie band. And uh, man, I just fell in love with them when I heard them. And slowly over time, we became friends and they need a bass player. And I was a guitar player, but I'll, sure, I'll do it. And, uh, you know, here I am. Yada, 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 yada. <laughs> I was in another band. I was in another band with Ian, who was in Dunk Cab and is in Battles now, called Storm and Stress. Okay. And uh, that was also on Touch and Go. Did you always and, have that symbol up really high? That was- is... Uh, um, that's John. John that's, yes. I think that's a battles trademark thing. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You always have to have the symbol up that high if you're in battles? Uh, he, he's the drummer. He's <laughs> always had it that high. So I would assume it's... Uh, I saw him in helmet. It wasn't that high then. No, he didn't do it in helmet. Mm. But... Uh, Just yeah. want to throw that out there. I saw them. Not a big deal. 
I um, <laughs> too saw them. <laughs> <laughs> They also kind of reformed. Did started, they? Yeah. Yeah, but it was oh, just Paige. It wasn't yeah. like before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, every band is still together, but it's weird when it's like, you're like, this is sort of the whatever. I was thinking about that recently. Remember that like, cla- there would be like a classic rock tour in the 80s and it'd be like the birds, but it's just one guy. Now it kind of feels mm-hmm. like the same thing, but in scenes that I grew up listening to and it mm-hmm. feels weird. Yeah. Were you into a lot of that? Touch and go, like 90s, 2000s stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm the real deal, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like my favorite band ever is Silkworm. So it's like, okay, that's funny you mentioned them. Yeah. Why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> we were actually talking about them recently because we were working on a song and I was like, oh, this, this reminds me of Silkworm or something like I that. I love that song. I don't think he knew the reference. Yeah, you should check him but, out. But um, I love that, that Libertine album. So good. That was just, they when just, that came out, I was like, wow. They just did uh, Comedy Minus One. John Solomon, who lives. Yeah, they, he reissued us. Re-issued I saw it. that. I got it. Yeah. And I got a t-shirt. And I'm scared. I'm scared to go back. Really? And listen. Yeah. It's 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 held up very well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty good. Other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Solid. Sad story about them. Yeah, it is sad. Um, yeah. There's a documentary. This guy Seth made a documentary about them called "Couldn't You Wait." Oh, cool. it came out a couple of years ago. You can check it out online. That's kind of tells the whole arc of the band. That's funny. I only ever met one of them when um, the guitar player uh, Andy Andy when he was filling in for the guitarist in Bush who yep. had. Mm. Whoa. Something he had a baby or something. Vanessa and I just yeah. but oh okay. Here's an entry point to this conversation. Everything's yeah. Zen, I met yeah. Uh, Bush with Gavin Rossdale, I believe. But yeah, you know mm. Yeah, so I met those guys. Glycerine too when we were making these. I think it was this the the Dunkab album that I played on, and I only played on one with Steve Albini. We made those guys came by the studio to say hey when they were on tour. Oh, that's that was so when cool. I met him and the guys in Bush. How was Steve Albini? Oh, he's great. I mean, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but I'm sure. <laughs> At the time. At the time, he was great. Now, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure we can get him on this podcast. Yeah. Just kidding. Do you want me to call him? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, call him right now. Uh, when you were putting the, the group together, Tan Lines, uh, how did you decide on the band name? I know one's, no, no hmm. one's never asked you that. I mean, I guess I made fun of it a lot, but I never really Yeah, I'll, why don't we let you. Vanessa answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> what was your joke about it? Well, yeah, we had to edit that. We there was a joke about um, how I think it's offensive because I always go in the pool with a t-shirt on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Your character. That was my character. Vanessa doesn't that. really. Do I don't that. really do that. I actually oh. have gotten very into rash guards though. What is that? Yeah, what oh, is rash guards are the greatest thing well, ever. Well, Jay Cruz sells all these rash guards now. If they want to send me some fruit, no, just what is? but they're like Dude. they're for surfers almost. They're like long sleeve mm. shirts made out of bathing suit material, mm. and then but a lot of them have like SPF fifty in them, mm-hmm. and so you can like wear them and not like get any. I'm very into like not getting any sun, which is why I always am wearing like a hat and stuff. Oh, I back that completely. Yeah. So Wait, so, but wouldn't a shirt do the same thing? Well, but you can go in the pool with it because it's like bathing suit shirt. Okay. They're long sleeve. They're comfy. I wear them. They're, they're good for people who are, um, let's say, modest about their bodies on the beach. Okay. Actually, that's true. But I also think they're not necessarily... That's true. Mm-hmm. That's why I wear them. But they're also not necessarily... Well, like they're not necessarily <laughs> like that different than a bathing suit because they're still like really tight. Oh, I buy them way So too it's big. like a half of a surf... Costume, yeah. mm-hmm. just for your top. Actually, I think servers do refer to them as costumes. Of, you can buy pants, but they wouldn't be called rash guards. They'd be called like 
you know, surfer pants. Yes, <laughs> it's called a rash guard. They're called rash guards. It's a bad I think name. it's a surf. Yeah, that is it's a like a baby name. item. I think it's a surf term. Mm. Oh, that makes it cooler. Because like road cause, rash. Because I think or it something. keeps surfers from getting. Surf rash. I know I'm making this up, but I think it keeps surfers from getting rashes from the surfboards. Hmm. Right? Yeah, I think you're I'm, definitely. That some sounds surfers made up. are listening to this being like, that idiot. To, the, to the six surfers listening to the podcast. The surfers are like, yeah. also, on one hand, I love the silkworm conversation. <laughs> on the other hand, they knew nothing about surfing. We're hitting all um, like the key demos. Yeah, I'm turning this off right now. <laughs> but yeah, but they didn't get mad. They're like, surf's up though. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would. I, 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 yeah, they don't get. Yeah, you're right. They don't get. They don't, they don't get. They don't like, get matched. So back to the name tan lines. Dude. Were all the other names taken, or that what? is a genetic uh, question, right? No, no, and I mean, no, 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 no. And I, I, we we asked the same question to Jack Antonoff of Bleachers and Fun. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, what's I asked up with the that same question. Why did he name it Bleachers? Not. T- he said he like typed it up. Maybe listen to our episode. Okay, I will. Yeah. He does. Actually, again, don't don't give it away. I won't give it away. You also said that um, it's actually two words. Yeah. Which and you put it, it together. It, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> it might be two words. It's often spelled with two words on like our uh, trailer and right, 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 stuff like that. And then, you know, that's when we throw a shit fit. <laughs> oh, that makes <laughs> yeah, me more yeah. angry. You that's, have to. Oh, man. that's really, yeah, you have to, you really it's do. It's so simple. Yeah. How can you get it wrong? It's very I've simple. i stories about Eric. Do you capitalize yeah. the T or is that also an issue? The, the T is capitalized. But not on Twitter, it's, if that's what you were wondering. I, I was. Wondering. Feel free to uncap. We don't care about okay. that. Yeah, you can. You could put a period at the end of it, like Fun does, and it would. We'd be fine with that. I we don't, don't do that. I don't think legally you can for trademark issues put a period uh, at the they're end. They're the only ones allowed to do that. <laughs> well, then Mo that, wasn't there? Remember Mo? Mo? No. Didn't they oh, had yeah. a period. They had well, a period that, also. That dog yes. also. That, that dog yeah. also had a period. But then they took the period off for oh, one yeah. record. That's right. You know. And now we've reached the that dog portion of the podcast. Um, so yeah. Speaking album. of Twitter, yeah. I saw you guys won like a Twitter award for your uh, band. It was many years ago yeah. now. And Those, so about, we don't like to it's, really. It wasn't an brag. award. It was the village. Vo- it was, I would say, the last moment of relevancy for the village voice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in addition to being the last moment of relevancy for my Twitter in the award winning sense. But uh, yeah, they, 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 they gave us a big little a big little shout out as the best band on Twitter in probably 2011, I would say at this point. Wow. So if you remember 2011, that was a, (laughs) that was kind of a big deal. (laughs) That was a good year for Twitter. So do you remember the tweet that really put you on their radar? Um, no, I know Mm. there's so many legendary (laughs) tweets that I can't remember the exact one that, sent the light bulb over their head but what advice would you give to someone who say just got on twitter for the first time okay like say vanessa bear someone like someone like vanessa bear um i would say you know be yourself as long as yourself isn't racist sexist (laughs) or classist um okay already gonna be tough but (laughs) but if yourself isn't i would just say that i think that what i believe is that people like Twitter when it's it feels like it's the actual person doing it and not sort of just like promotional purely or retweeting compliments. Right. Don't right, do that. Right. 
And that's like, that makes people seem kind of insecure if that's all they do, I feel like. Oh, I was saying I retweet compliments to other people, like other people's. Other people's you're saying, compliments. You're saying you don't retweet your own compliments. Like if someone's like, like your Vanessa's great, and it's like, oh, your whole speech is like, Vanessa, you're great, Vanessa, I people love you. Do, people do that. Yes, people yeah. do that. Yeah. People I do thought do you that. meant don't retweet other people's compliments because it, it sounds insecure because it's like, you're like, oh, look at all these great people. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, a very weird way to think That's nice. Yeah, that is, but... <laughs> I think you can do that. <laughs> that makes you actually seem okay. insecure. <laughs> just because of the way that it was phrased, I was like, oh, does it look like I hate myself? Because I just keep reading it. No, I think that's okay. generous. Got I think, I think okay. yeah, I'd say okay. that's generous. Very sweet. Thing to do. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, and generosity, I think, always reads well. Um, on, on Twitter. Yeah. Or and just in life. Yeah. yeah. But more on Twitter. But also on Twitter. <laughs> you know, just to be. Relevant to exactly what we're talking about, yes, on Twitter. And while we're hitting all this stuff, mm. Jesse, you yeah. have a podcast. Yes. I checked it out. I listened to the episode with the girl from Broad City. Yes. Which yes. which gal? Um, Abby Jacobson. Oh, she's great. She is. Yeah, she you have some great. really cool guests. I do have some cool guests. So that's just something you do for fun? Um, yeah, it yeah. is. Mm. Um, it is. I listen to a lot of podcasts and... It actually sounds very similar to what you guys were saying about this podcast, this rival podcast. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Which is, you know, you guys were like, the conversations were always better before we started recording. And so we just decided to record people secretly or whatever you said. Um, Maybe. And so... Seems illegal. Yeah, <laughs> but... Um, no, I feel the same way just as someone who does music, you know, I've been on the end of a lot of pretty bad interviews and I think every person who does music would say the same thing. And I listened to a lot of podcasts and I just didn't think there was a good place, you know, besides this show, of course, um, for, and there's room for all of us. So I don't um, feel like this is like an attack, on yeah. us, by the way, like we're not really that insecure. <laughs> So I just thought I would do it, you know, just give it a try, you know, um, one of those classic things where you're like, I could do that thing that I have no experience doing it. And then you find out publicly and, uh, that's what I'm currently in the process of. And it's, the show is called no effects with Jesse Cohen. It's spelled out no effects because my interview style is raw, uncut. <laughs> Unfiltered, Whoa. with no effects, <laughs> and it's also a joke about the the punk band. Do you know we had we did a sound advice with no effects? <gasps> you did? I didn't yeah. see that. It hasn't come out yet. Is it coming out? It's coming out. It's coming it's out coming very out soon. Like around, it might be out when you're listening to this. Probably will. I be. bet it will be out by it the probably time this will comes be. Out. Yeah. Okay. It's one of the next ones coming out. When is this coming out? When do you want it to come out? I don't know. I'm just, you made it seem like it could be any time between now and when the no effects episode of sound advice comes on. So we try to make our podcast evergreen. We've, oh, okay. we've you know, maybe so we, released one in the summer that, that was recorded in the fall. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Okay. So this is a timeless thing. It's timeless. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I won't talk about the world cup. No, you can't. It really, okay. it's, it's totally. Just, if anyone gets mad, especially if they're a surfer. Yeah. It's going to be like. I think a good character would be like a really uptight and surfer. surfer. Yeah. Who just like gets off of his board and then just goes and writes mean reviews on Amazon and like comments and is just like. Mean super reviews uptight. of nature. Yeah. 
<laughs> do you guys? That uh, swell was crap. <laughs> Hashtag suck. Yeah. Very good. Do you guys ever read comment sections? Mm, no, I mean publicly, I always say that I never do. Privately, I'd say that I've accidentally read them before and That's wish I had. The only way I ever read comments is accidentally. Um, yeah. I really. Like, no, yeah. it's true. I found that the meanest comment section. This is going to be surprising to you guys. Is on recipes. Hmm. I because I'll look, hmm. I don't know really how to cook, so I'll be like, I have like kale and beans. Like, how do I make something? And someone will be like, Can you not say yummy in a recipe? Everyone says this adjective. I hate it. And the person will be like, Well, you know what? I put this recipe up, and I think it's yummy. And like, it will be this people will like attack over this stuff, and I'm or like, This is too much tomato. Are you crazy? Wow. Like, it's like really intense. Wow, uh, that's really funny. Yeah, I. I mean, it just goes to show that it doesn't matter what you do. There's always someone out there who will have a problem with it and a platform to express that problem with it in the meanest way possible. (laughs) (laughs) Just everyone having a letter to the editor. They just don't need an editor anymore. Yeah. um, I think that... Well, no, you know, as someone who, you know, you can't read this, you know, you can't let that into your brain because you just can't. I remember in the early days, though, people used to do that. And sometimes they would like, before everyone just figured out that it's like the bottom of the internet, people used to just, people used to like respond to comments on there and you'd see bands going on and being like, that was mean and you're an asshole and I think everyone at this point is wise enough not to do that. And I was always wise enough not to do that, if I may say so myself. And I just did. See, I wasn't. And I would, but I had a formula whenever someone would write a, a mean comment uh, for our show or whatever. And it, would, it was always, um, uh, hey, thanks for watching. Did you ever listen to Iron Maiden? Because Killers is a really good record. Yeah. No matter what the comment was, it would always be something Iron Maiden involved. Yeah. And, and then the response was always just total confusion yeah it's a good strat you still suck thanks for watching hey do, but what did you think killers is almost like a punk album i feel pretty like, much yeah compared to i think so that's paul diano right yeah see yeah does that have anything to do with bush that's what vanessa was just yeah. wondering <laughs> uh yeah i don't know maybe we can probably figure out some kind of connection probably <laughs> Play produce it always goes back to iron maiden i think in my experience <laughs> i um I don't. I don't have any experience with that band either. Oh, yeah. So uh, you said before, like you oh, do your. Oh, please, you guys mm-hmm. never said your, what your name, the basis of I, your name. I was hoping that we had gotten past <laughs> oh, that. Do you want to let it? <laughs> no. We have to- no, I was just in my head. I was like, oh, we never answered that question, but that's fine. That happens a lot. Yeah. Um, I've. You know, it's it's like a lot of things. You you know, you sort of pick a band name at the very beginning before you even know what you are, and then you're kind of stuck with it. I think at the time it was sort of like a comment on. I'll just stop at a comment. On. <laughs> How about that? I yeah, you like the pretentious Great. filter. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll just let that too. I was just like, I'm just gonna let that thing just like sort of rise to the top of the room and we can all sort of look at it and wish that it doesn't get finished so <laughs> you guys could do worse you could have you can name your band after a government agency and get a cease and desist which i did Whoa. is that well, i didn't do it personally but my band it's called united nations yeah and did yeah, that happen yeah it happened wow recently uh no it's about five years ago okay oh, i was gonna say that still, 
And being around at the time, it was really funny to watch their reaction. Yeah. (laughs) They were freaked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you guys just were like, fuck that. We're not listening. We're just going to keep the band name. Or what did you do? You had to take down your website, right? Well, they took it down. The UN? uh, Yeah. I mean, they sent letters to like MySpace, Facebook. And this was like, we're on the front page of MySpace. It was like, oh, wow. At this point, that's probably how they heard about it. Yes. This was probably a similar era to your Village Voice Twitter thing when Mm. you're like, this thing doesn't seem like that big of a deal now, but Mm. then it was. Mm -hmm. And it just all disappeared. Um, They were like, we don't. People might hear this band and think it's the United Nations. I don't really... And we don't play guitar. We want that to be very clear. Also, like, the kind of music, it it wasn't even, like... Like, if it sounded more like Raffi or something, <laughs> I could see them being like, oh, the United Nations Our guitar Nations player did play branch. with Raffi. I was going to say, not Lucas. the first Raffi reference on he the podcast. Did? Yeah. yeah. He talked about it on his podcast. Is Raffi still... He played with him like tunes? like vintage era. I think Lucas was like ten or twelve or something. I don't know Isn't if he's still Lucas making still music. Like 10 or just kidding, <laughs> Lucas. Totally joking. He is very youthful looking. <laughs> so the UN itself sent the cease and desist yeah. order. Yes. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it it might be worked into the packaging of our new record. Well, how did you get around? <laughs> but how did you get around that? Uh, I, I, we dealt with it the way I've, I've sort of dealt with everything in my life, like ignore it and hope it goes away. And, and work so far. Okay. <laughs> you said that with a lack of confidence yeah. that was palpable. It hasn't worked with this like dental problem I'm having. But I'm like, yeah. it's two thirds, but probably if I just let it hurt, it'll eventually stop. Yeah. Sometimes I, Sometimes that happens. I When I get yeah. sick, I do that. I'm just like, I'm just going to act like I'm not. And eventually I will not be sick. Exactly. And then you get through it that way. Yeah. It's the beans in the pocket mentality. Say that again. Uh, I have children. And I have a book for, because whenever you have kids, you're just petrified whenever they get sick. And I, I bought a book written by a very funny pediatric emergency uh, pediatrician called If Your Kid Eats This Book, It Will Still Be Okay. Mm. And it has a chapter on colds and it says, colds with children, here's how you solve it. Put 10 beans in your pocket. Every day that they're sick, take a bean out and throw it away. By the time the beans are gone, your kid will be better. Because cold medicine doesn't work like on adults, really. So you just have to kind of, you know, power through it, fluids, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, there's just nothing you can do. So your mentality probably helps out. Medieval cure for the. There is a chapter on humors (laughs) and how to drain them, which is kind of medieval, but. I feel like maybe good, good doctor, author, but maybe not the best doctor, period. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> like, don't I, I like kid. his policy. Like, <laughs> I do too. It's like live too. and lentil live, you know? Wow. Whoa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> sorry, punch is like a real big That one's also floating on the ceiling I along see it. with it's right next to my it. comment <laughs> on. We should have a pun counter. <laughs> we should. <laughs> is this the best okay. interview you guys have ever done? Easily. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, what about you? Yeah. yeah what about you? It's up there. This More is up importantly, there. is it the best interview you've ever done? It feels pretty good. It's all right. It's kind of going as, a, as they normally are expected. <laughs> um, so, Governor's Ball. Yeah. Mm. How was that for you guys? That's like a pretty huge show. I mean, what was your experience like? How do you feel about playing festivals? Mm. Which of those questions? Can I answer just, the last one? Which, yes. Pick the one you like and just ignore <laughs> the other ones. It's um, giving you options. I, yes. That's the first part of the answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do like playing festivals. You know, we were talking about this beforehand also, but um, the audiences at festivals are always like the kindest, most generous, 
nicest audiences that are out there because they're usually really young. It's probably the best day or one of the three best days of their lives up to that point. And if you're not great, well, then they still get to see Outcast or The Strokes right. or whoever else that day. And so they just tend to be down for having a good time. Like, you know, so they're always pretty fun. You know, they're always pretty great. Um, you know, if you have a better time slot, there's going to be more of those happy faces in front of you than if you're at the beginning of the day. Would you say you like that better than going on tour with someone and being their opening act? You can answer that one. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I've just, way to deflect. I, it, no, the answer is definitely yes. I just feel like I'm dominating the conversation. So yeah. I'm trying to let one, yeah. let one go. We, oh. He's dominating the conversation. Yeah. Oh, okay. I am. I always do. No, it's, uh, yeah, the, the, the festivals are more fun. Opening is not fun. Let's be honest, okay? Nobody wants to open. Opening isn't fun. It's not fun. But a festival isn't as good as a big show that you're the headliner on. I'll say that because uh, yeah. that's your show. That's your stage. Everyone's there to see not Outcast <laughs> and maybe Tan Lines if you're not playing at the same time as someone they like more. So, yeah, the, the, that's, that's the best. And then, <laughs> then the festival... And then opening, I would say. Opening, I mean, we actually have never done a lot. We've done a lot, but we've never done a, like a whole three-week tour opening for someone. The longest we've ever opened for anyone was like a week at a time. And we've only done that twice. But we've opened plenty of shows here. I think we get asked to open a lot because we're a two-piece band and we're easygoing, cool guys that won't cause a lot of problems. Um, but it goes a long way with booking. That actually it, makes a lot of sense. You know, it, it does, you know, and so, and plus we'll help sell a few tickets also, you know, and Hell yes, but, uh, <laughs> mixed emotions. The, uh, you know, the truth is when you're opening, you know, you, you're kind of like, you're trying to win over the crowd. They're really, most people are just kind of waiting for you to finish. And so it can be hard at the same time. It's pretty easy if you, except for the performing part of it, actually. Like, if you, we did a week with Vampire Weekend and uh, they have a really great crew. And every week, every show was like super smooth. Our stuff was set up. We sound checked once at the beginning of the week and they just kept all of our settings. And we kind of just walked up, did our 30 minutes or whatever, and then just either hung out or just left. It was very, very easy. But um, it's a little bit less rewarding. I mean, it's fun to learn how to play on a in a really really big room that you couldn't play yourself. Um, but do they do they let you sell your t shirts for cheaper than theirs? That's a good question. Mm. We're horrible at merchandise. <laughs> it's easily the thing that we're worst at as a band. So I don't think we even had stuff that week. Like we did, it sold out in the first day and we just never got more sometimes we sometimes we just don't bring stuff at all we just don't can't be bothered with it for some reason i know it's money that we're losing yeah but it's just money that we're losing you know so it's just it's a it's kind of all are you trying to make collector's I, items no i wish good way we could be in competition with you guys our last show yeah. was this festival in new it's skate and surf 
and we forgot our records and yeah. then didn't tell anyone where our merch was and no one could find it. No, that's, I yeah. mean, it's like, we do a lot of the, we do a lot of the work ourselves, yeah. you know? So we have a pretty small little operation and that's just the thing that we always forget about or don't care about. Or we're like, if we're flying somewhere to do a show, it's like, that's a whole other thing to bring. And it's just, we sometimes just don't care about it. We're well, very bad at that. What's interesting is like how much of being in a band like doesn't involve writing or playing music. Do you feel like a lot of your effort is spent on, on doing other stuff for the band? Cause it seems like you guys are a very self-sufficient kind of unit. Um, I mean, we have a manager and a booking agent um, who do a lot of that stuff for us. Um, I tend to do a lot of that stuff also. I, I try to take care of a lot of that to keep um, Eric really focused on the creative process. He's <laughs> he's like the... Uh, he's the artist. and And I am too. But I like kind of doing some of that stuff more than he does. And so I've tended to do a lot of that stuff, but you know, there is a lot of, there is a lot of things. It's a small business. It's a small business that no one would ever invest in. And it's very hard to (laughs) turn a profit on, but it, you have it at a certain point. That is part of it. Like if, if it's your livelihood, which it is, um, you kind of have to, think about that. You either have to think about it yourself or you have to pay someone to think about it for you. It's just one or the other. So yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that to deal with. Is it validating for you guys though? Like having played in bands kind of for so long to, to be in kind of a project like this, that people seem to really get it, be getting behind and, and that type of thing, having that kind of success. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I know what it's like on the other side. That is what I yes. like about uh, your band is that, I was talking with John about this before and I was like, they've been in other bands. They've been doing this for a while. And there are, you know, some artists that I've talked to in the past, like it just happened. And in the middle of the interview, you just want to be going like, you don't realize how fucking lucky you are. And you need to talk to me again in five years or five records and let me know how you're doing. Yeah. I mean, um, this is something we talk about sometimes and comes up on my podcast occasionally. Like, I think that there are, there are sometimes two kinds of bands. There's the guys that always expect to carry their own amps. And then there are the guys that never expect to carry their own amps. And you can see, you can kind of feel out who they are. And you're obviously talking about the latter. They have beautiful equipment with their names stenciled on it. They don't have an album out yet. They have a manager. They have a whole crew they're usually signed to a big label or a small label that doesn't know what they're doing and throw <laughs> through a lot of money at them. And sometimes it works, you know, and they make up the work on the back end, you know, and sometimes it doesn't, a lot of times it doesn't work also, but that can be said for both kinds of bands. I, I try not to everyone, there's no way to do music without working really hard. So even those guys are you know, they're doing something They're you know, they're doing something that's working. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying not to get mad at any of them. Um, I guess I'm kind of the tan lines of comedy mm. because, um, you know, I started out working really hard and, you know, still do. Um, but when you were talking about, <laughs> seriously, when you were talking about opening, like it's the same thing for like opening for stand up. 
like you just you know like it's like an interesting thing because you're like nobody's here really to see me and like I've been like double booked in the middle of a stand-up set where like everyone's like there because like the headliner is like visiting from out of town and Mm -hmm. you're like people are literally like get this person off the stage so we can see Anyway, I just wanted to say I was the Chandler. I, I feel like stand up is even harder. I agree. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like it's like making people laugh and you're by yourself. That to me is like. It's like the one performance career I would immediately say is harder than being in a band. And I think being in a but band is But you don't have to really carry anything hard. on stage. That's yeah, true. the equipment. That's my first thought. To me, equipment is like whenever I've seen your bands like carry, like to me, it is like I'll. I maybe once or twice will offer to help, but I don't mean it. Like, I like the idea of of like doing stuff with like all your equipment and stuff is to me is like such a pain. And then also, I feel like you have to coordinate so many people's, which is a little bit. I mean, I I um, you know I don't want to get into my resume, but I you know mm. improv sketch, you know <laughs> so, web, web series. So there's web series. So there's like other things bloomers. where I had to, bloomers, uh, male female sketch comedy musical parody troupe in college. Whoa. So like there's other things where I've had to coordinate kind of like <laughs> stuff with other people. That's hard on its own, and also like like I feel like it's nice that you guys have found each other because it, it's it, it can be really hard with artistic people in general to like mm. get your you know stuff together yeah i think you're more like a dj than a band yeah i guess in a way i'm kind of the voice of a generation really (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of like a more liberal kennedy Mm. of today wow Mm. that's pretty liberal wait no no, the president or the vj the vj oh well, uh, she's conservative. Obviously, she, she's that's conservative? the first. Kennedy. Oh, she's got. You didn't know she, that? Oh, no. she's got a. She's got a Republican. She's like has tattoo. a show on Fox. She, or she, for a period of time, I don't know if she's still. She was like recently. She was like anchoring some show with some other people on Fox News. She was. Yeah. Isn't Miller Victoria was Jackson she, really? Yeah, yeah, Victoria Jackson. Dennis Miller. But, but isn't Dennis. she kidding, Victoria Jackson? Or is she just no. full on? She mm. actually. They did. A, um, remember the Bill Maher. Politically Incorrect, was that yes. a show? Yeah. They did one live at my college, and she was there, and she was the only uh, conservative person, like, on the panel. You actually and felt the college. Sort of, and the college. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, you felt so... She got, like, like just... It was, it was like, hard to watch because everyone was just, like, it was tough. See, I think but Dennis really, Miller did the switch because he saw there was a, a larger market. Because he, w- he used to be the kind of leftist guy and then he kind of switched over to, I'm the libertarian comic. Okay, all I have to say is we have a lot of ties to Dennis Miller mm-hmm. because I can't, I don't want to get into them right now. So like we cannot shit talk Dennis Miller. No, I'm not shit talking him at all. I think it was like a smart career but like, move. please don't shit talk Dennis Miller. <laughs> I went to see Mr. <laughs> Miller Goes Victoria to Jackson, Washington. Victoria Jackson though, go ahead. Yeah, Victoria <laughs> Jackson. I went to see go Mr. Miller Goes to Washington live, his first live HBO comedy. I was in, in the audience. He's very funny. And uh, he's ridiculously funny. <laughs> I grew that up is great watching work. him. I thought he was very funny. He's also yeah. from Pittsburgh and I have you know, really? strong I feelings know that. for Did anybody. Did he go to Ohio State with mom, maybe? I, that I don't know. I think maybe he did. I don't know if they were in... No, not Dennis Miller. It's another guy. Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking Think of like of, Richard Lewis or Johnny, something. I'm Johnny Lee Miller. Uh, it's because they both had mullets in the. I used to 80s. get them confused, and yeah, it's like Richard Lewis did the Boku commercials. 
right? Richard Lewis is on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. You remember those commercials, though? <laughs> it was like juice. It was like a juice box. It was kind of like sophisticated. Yeah, everyone remembers Boku. Do you guys remember that? I you can't. put a straw in the juice box. And, but but it the, had like it was, kind of contemporary art on it. would be like Boku or whatever. And he would like... <laughs> I would guess he wishes you didn't remember that. <laughs> it was, you don't get juice boxes marketed towards adults. That's never happened they, before. They were all foil. And Nor they, since. Are, yeah. are, no, that's Capri Sun. Capri Suns are still wildly popular. Yeah. Yeah. Capri Sun, the kid market was better for juice box. You know what? Actually, I looked up um, and I found that other losers like me had looked up, <laughs> which was the thing, was Squeeze-Its. Remember Squeeze-Its? Mm-hmm. They were like these um, plastic, like, juice bottles they were all plastic and they were for kids lunches and you just like squeezed off the top you like twisted off the top yes mm-hmm. i remember those and they just disappeared like they were i think they were so sugary that's, that's what how I, I felt about so delicious do you remember those they were fruit snacks that tasted like soda yeah hmm. you were and, into and i was those. online looking them up like last week <laughs> that people that's were just like, a marketing dead, win-win for dead stock yeah. <laughs> it's like when i was looking up cover to cover the other night when we were watching home alone this is Jonah, like a rapid fire Jonah session. <laughs> Head us over to watch Home Alone with some other people. This is a Bayer moment. Anyway, <laughs> it's fun. I was like, do you guys know that show where the guy used to draw? You guys might remember it on PBS where the guy used to draw in pastels. He would draw part of a children's book, and then halfway through, he'd be like, "If you want to hear the rest, you have to go read the book." And and like nobody knew what I was talking about. And then when you Google it, it's like somebody else writing online. Do you guys remember that show? <laughs> yeah. and like I can't think of the name of it. And no one ever remembers it when I bring it up. And it's this show cover to cover. And you can actually watch like 15 minutes of it online. The internet has made that stuff so much more. I had a very similar experience. When I was really little, um, my family, we were kind of... We were religious then. We're there were no. They're not. We're not anymore. But when I was really little, my parents were like hippies who got religion, and so we were like doing the Sabbath on Saturday mornings. So we weren't allowed to watch cartoons. Oh man! But we watched. So we. I grew up watching Sunday morning cartoons, which was on USA Cartoon Express, and it. it in those days, we had a pirated cable box, so we had USA. We weren't allowed to do that. Not so religious, you couldn't steal, huh? It was more of a. <laughs> Remember, community thing. We you know? talked about it. We weren't allowed to do it. I don't remember Co- this kind because of... the Newmans had it. The, the cable box. <laughs> the the Newmans. <laughs> Sounds like something they would have. Yeah, Newmans. And our our parents <laughs> talked about it, and we're like, we're because they thought we could. Yeah, we couldn't do it. But but also, if it was a regional, like if it was like everyone was doing it, we would have done it. What was on sure. Cartoon Express? <laughs> well, anyway, they had all these um, like <laughs> failed kind of like weird seventies Hanna Barbera cartoons that were way off the air and they were just like i guess probably cheaper to license for usa or whatever it was the groovy so ghost they were all like there was one and i've i've tried to talk about this with people my age and they yeah. don't know at all what i'm talking well, you found about. the perfect venue for this what yeah is, what is it so there was one that was like they were all like scooby-doo kind of but one was with like a shark that walked on its hind legs jabber jaw what's that jabber jaw okay yeah see Already it's making progress. Yeah, and the, the there was one which was like a gang of animals that lived in a park that had T-shirts that gave them superpowers. Shirt tails. Keep Shirt going. T- yes. Okay. <laughs> this is you're obviously of the generation above me because I've had this conversation with so many people and they're all like, 
What are you talking about? Those aren't cartoons from our childhood. My mother has a shirt tails plate that when we go visit, like <laughs> one of there's one of two plastic plates in the house that one of my daughters gets because they won't break everything. They definitely don't know what shirt tails is. No, yeah. no, they won't know what it's Saturday morning cartoon. Only are. a plate to them. Throw another one to Steven. All right. So then there's one that was like these three bears that live in a zoo and one of them and they live in like it's like a souped up bear cave in the zoo but then whenever guests come they like hit a button and all their stuff flips over and they're always getting into trouble with the two zookeepers uh yeah i'm, I'm stumped okay that's one i don't know i've googled it i can't remember what it's called yeah. but yeah then there's another one where it's like there's a ghost hound dog <laughs> And a, dog a caveman. And there was also one with a caveman. Oh, Captain Caveman. Captain <laughs> Caveman. <laughs> yes. Captain Caveman. Three out of these five. Are, yeah, yeah. They're all these like budget cartoons that I just grew up watching. I thought it, everyone was watching Captain them. Caveman's awesome. Captain Caveman. Because he traveled around with like like three really hot Daphne lookalikes. And, yeah. Everyone is yeah. like that. Now, let me ask you a question. I don't know how mm. old you are. But um, I've determined that there's a line that you can tell between Generation X and whatever comes after that. Why? When you hear the name Uncle Jesse, what do you think of? Oh, Dukes of Hazard. Exactly. That's Generation really? X answer. That's, that's what you think of? That's yeah. the Generation X wow. answer. What an interesting... If you ask anyone... Full house. Full house. That's the line. It's the Uncle Jesse line. That's I, incredible. I, I found the line yeah. is... I found wow. the line, and I understand what you're saying, but the line for me is, uh, do you know what this is? That's a turntable thing. Right. But that's usually a Generation XY thing, but I'm showing up. What would Y say? I don't know. Uh, Yeah. That's what I would say. What? You'd say, I don't know. Yeah. What is it? This is what you would put. This is my my sexy tattoo, sexy bad first tattoo. Come on, dude. It's cool. Of a, um, thank you. Uh, It's the plastic RPM adapter you put into a 45 so it would play on a turntable. But I just know that because I'm like a cool guy who DJs and stuff. You're trying to think, say you're younger than you are. I like that. I back it completely. But uh, that's a really funny thing about the Uncle Jesse thing. That is amazing. That's a really. See, I've never seen an episode of Full House. I don't want want this to change. I got to give my brother Ezra credit for that because he's the one who identified it first, and I've just taken it. Ezra, very astute, very cool move. As yeah. Very cool move. <laughs> but you find that both generations know what Daisy Dukes are, which goes back to the same show. Yeah, but I didn't know until the new Dukes of Hazard with Jessica Simpson came out. That we that used was to watch of Dukes of Hazard growing up, though. Very, I don't remember really. I remember changing the channel as soon as Mama's Family came on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've talked about this. We before. hated Mama's yeah. Which, in retrospect, it was like so many like good actresses. Like, it's weird that I... for a woman on comedy. Yeah, for a woman I used to cry when it came on because I hated I think it, it was, so much. I think it was, honestly, I think it had so much to do with the opening credits. Because the opening credits were just... No, kids don't want to watch a show about like middle-aged people I'll doing watch, nothing. Oh, but I would watch. Uh, I would watch until um, they grow up. And Golden then Girls. I watch. It, well, it is crazy because yeah. you had so few options then. Like I felt like there were like three things on, and like one was a news, so that's out. Yeah. And then it's like you're watching Mama's Family or whatever. You <laughs> that, know, that's true. Did you guys used to watch Sisters? Um, I. No, so I twins, remember right? no. that was in the. I was more of a hunter right. guy than a sisters sister. guy. Wow. Remember Hunter? This is. <laughs> it was another 10 p.m. hour long show at the exact same era as well, Sisters. This is almost a generational thing, you know but Stephen mm. went straight to Sisters, Sister, where oh. I was talking about Sisters with 
Cell Award. It's pretty ahead of its time, actually. Uh, it was. It was like very ahead of its time. It was time, like thirty something. It was really was it an good. hour long drama. Yeah. yeah, and it was oh. five sisters, Episodic, and they were all named with boys' this. names: Georgie, mm-hmm. something else, something else, something else, and something else. <laughs> they fit together. <laughs> and yeah. And they would look into the distance. They did. And they it would always see, started with them in a yeah, steam room. Yeah, that's true. That's something I forgot about it. Yeah. But then they would always um, look into the distance and they'd see like a childhood version of themselves mm. playing. It was like, I'm, that's why it was very ahead of its time. Hmm. And it was on like on Saturday nights when your parents were out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or playing bridge downstairs, which was my version of that. Do you remember, like, would your parents, our parents would, like, have parties sometimes, and you would just, like, stay upstairs, mm-hmm. and then, like, they'd be like, so-and-so wants to come say hi to you, and you'd be like, oh, fine, <laughs> you'd be, like, so mad. I remember mm-hmm. our and parents would be like, they would, like, want us involved, they'd be like, well, you can pick some music, and I'd be like, oh, I have this, like, Bob Dylan cover, and they'd be like, great, and it was, like, ministry covered Lay Lady Lay, and then oh, I'm, I'm filth pig, <laughs> and I was like, this, this is, like, a Bob Dylan song, you guys are gonna love it, and everyone was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> our parents used to have a party because our dad's our dad's birthday is July third. That's my dad's birthday. Really? Yes, it is. Yeah, July third. That what is year? That's crazy. Nineteen fifty. Okay, mine's is forty seven. Wow. Oh, it's also man. Larry David's birthday. Really? Really? I believe so. You gotta yeah. tell our dad that. Yes. I'll, his birthday's I, coming I'll up. fact check that okay, before him, right, but I believe cool. it is. Or I just. Think of them as the same person. So. <laughs> yeah. I always think of our dad. This is going to really take us off tangent, and I want to talk about these parties. But I always think of our dad as like a white Carl from Family Matters. In fact, <laughs> you know Christy, who's Christy was like who Christy was like who whose family would you rather be in? I can't think of the three families, but I chose other and I chose family matters like to grow up. You would want to be in that family as I think the choices were growing pains, uh, family ties and one other family. And I still chose, um, family matters family. Mm. Sorry. I really took this. (laughs) No, I like where this is going. Actually, Growing pains would be really depressing. I think that would be sad. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and part of it came up because of this movie, Return of the Seavers, which I recently found on TV, which is a Growing Pains reunion movie. And it's weird because, like, first of all, who cares? You know? <laughs> Vanessa's been talking about this movie so <laughs> but much, no, by the way. But no, because the Seavers are up to, I mean, I do care. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. But my point is, like, <laughs> it's weird because they're, you, like, know all these things about the actors that you didn't know when you were watching Growing Pains. You know what I mean? Like, you know that, like... That girl's anorexic. That girl... Well, I think she overcame it, Jonah. But she was anorexic. She's not a girl anymore, also. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Excuse me. (laughs) Spoiler. She's now a woman. And then you know that, like... You know that Kirk Cameron, like, when you're watching, you think, like, oh, he's, like, a prankster. Right. And, like, a cool guy with a cool car. A cool prankster. And then you know that he, like, is, you know... An evangelical hate monger. I mean, I'm sure he's cool though for evangelical hate yeah. monsters. So, I'm sure, like when you go to yeah, his church, I like to go on record saying probably not. Yeah. Well, no, for evangelical <laughs> hate mongers, he probably is cool. He's cool than like Pat Roberts. Yes, yes, but he can't. But he can't be because something then turned him into that. No, no, no but just, he, he's saying like like if you went to one of his services, it'd be like here's 
he'd be like, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'd be like, everybody get. <laughs> yeah, gays are bad, but come on, no, aren't like, other things I'm bad, like, too? First I'm not, of all, yeah. you guys, could you guys all try, like, the punch? Yeah. Uh, Sister Mary made it, and uh, it's got, I guess it's organic. Is that, anyway. <laughs> Vanessa, she gets it. <laughs> like, yeah. Your idea of someone cool is just someone like, it's like, hey guys. No, but all the yeah. teens would probably Buy be our, like, I'm a big t shirt. Like, Do you yeah. know him? He's on TV. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then he'd be like, so, um, guys, let's, he'd like sit down and he'd be like, guys, let's style. talk about guys, yeah. right? I'm like, what do you guys think? Let's of have class God? outside today. Yeah, Maybe exactly. he would turn the chair around backwards. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Come on, guys, let's get real. Let's get real. Let's sit on the floor. Yeah. That was like always my red flag for dropping this course at college. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what I just thought of, by the way? I don't mean to discredit what you just said, Please. but I'm really on a roll. <laughs> Is I bet like when all of that like blurred lines came up, stuff came out he was like do you think he called alan thick and was like i see what your son is doing and i'm not cool kurt with cameron it. yeah do you think kurt cameron called alan thick and said i know what your son robin is doing and, and it's like- unchristlike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he was probably talking about the interracial marriage Wow. Uh, my my thing about um, Robin Thicke and Alan Thicke is like every day that goes by is one day closer to when Robin Thicke looks more like Alan Thicke than he looks like Robin Thicke. Like <laughs> it's going to yeah. happen pretty well, soon. Like looked- he's almost I actually looked this up because I was like it's possible Robin looked- Thicke is currently older than alan thick was when when, he was when the show started it, yeah is he? it's like very close i think it's like a matter of a couple of years but like he's pretty he's pretty close to the age that alan thick was when that show started by the way i think alan thick was just on some like he i feel he like is he, a reality yes yeah, he's, he's a, a musician oh, really yeah. he wrote the theme song to that show really well, yeah and did he write all the different iterations I'll say yes. Because remember how when you would watch Growing Pains, like every season, like one season it was all acapella? I'm serious. That was, Cosby did that, definitely. Well, then they definitely got the idea from Cosby. You're right. I yeah. remember the Cosby Just thing. Just another but example. Growing Pains, they would, like one year it was like, it was like... Do 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 show me that and it was like just the and it was all acapella and then like one like they would change it like that's a true like Cosby show. Yeah. I think you might be thinking of Cosby. No, no, no. no. I know they did it on So it's the same too. melody, but they would just change the arrangement. Yeah. They as would long change as we've the got each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um anyway. But he also wrote the music to something else. I can't remember what. Oh, I think he another TV uh, show he was though. A recording artist at yeah. some point. It's a very talented a family. Send you guys? Thick? Uh, yeah. Uh, mm, I mean, it's inspiring <laughs> that he did all that. Only when I think about it, which is almost never. So I do. I think that your music, some of your music, has sort of like an eighties. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel that way, or do you, do you think? I do. Yeah, I I do. It's not conscious. Yeah. Um, but it's. What's less than conscious, subconscious or unconscious? Definitely. Is it so? It's not an intentional. No, uh, it's not. And I'll go back to music from Cartoon <laughs> Express. I think. Yeah, which is seventies music. It's in a way. I think it might just be that it's like things that I 
liked about it that I remember about it. Like not not saying that. I think that's a good sign. I think like if a song makes you feel a way that you felt at a different point in your life, yeah. it's doing something. It's tapping into something. And I like that about um, our music. And I think that happens when I'm writing it. Like I'm channeling stuff that I loved. Yeah. And so it's a reciprocal relationship. And I think it's always kind of a good sign when that's happening because music and memory are intertwined in, I think, a really magical way. So, And along those notes, I'd like to tell you some of the other things that Alan Thicke wrote. Let's do it. Um, I think he wrote the song for Three's Company. Come on, really? Knock the Yes. I think he did. And wow. also, I'm not even done. Uh, different Strokes. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. That's the one I was thinking. The Facts wow. of Life. And he did and all of them. The Diamond Head Game. I'm not that sure. Was what huge. That and that too. What's the diamond head? Steven, game? do you know what that is? No, I don't, but I like to think it's probably something filthy. <laughs> if you um I if you like that's the return of the Seavers, I would say you would love the facts of life goes to Australia. Oh, the one they go to London, I think, is much stronger. Whoa. It was a similar thing. Like after the show was canceled, I remember they had a movie where they go to Australia. <laughs> Which, At that by time, the way, Australia was so cool. Did you guys, did Lisa you guys, Welchell and Kirk Cameron kind of along the same paths. Who's is she? Uh, she was Blair, and she wouldn't be on oh, the yeah, episode of Facts of Life yeah. where um, Mindy Cohn, Natalie, had sex for the first time because she mm-hmm. was against sex before marriage. So that was the one episode she didn't go on. It's so funny serious? that that's so not Blair. That was her Sandy so Koufax Yum Kipper baseball game. <laughs> That was her equivalent of when Sandy F- Koufax wouldn't pitch during the World Series because it was on Yum Kipper. Remember when Zach went to a game, he skipped school to go to a baseball game and he said it was because of like Yom Kippur or something like that? He said it was because of a Jewish holiday. Zach. Zach Morris. Morris. Oh, sorry. Oh, there's an Indians game in your childhood. <laughs> your friend Zach skipped it. <laughs> I knew exactly. I'm definitely yeah. talking about Zach Morris. And then he was on TV. And then, like, his teachers found out because he was, like, on the camp. That's straight the- out of Ferris Bueller's mm-hmm. Day Off, though. That's- yeah, I feel like they would, I mean, I'm not, by the way, do not mean to burn Saved by the Bell, but I feel like some of their themes. That's, but also Great Minds. That story is to Ferris Bueller's Day Off as the Family Ties theme is to Cosby Show. Show yeah. In terms yeah. of iteration. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's good to bring that stuff back. Mm. Um. I was just going to say something. You guys keep talking. Well, I think actually we've we've reached the end oh, of our time. We, yeah, we're, we're out of time, Tan Lines. Thank you guys very much for joining us. Oh, I didn't get to plug my. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Go plug, plug. His energy drink. It's okay. <laughs> Tan Lines. Eric has a new energy drink that he's here to plug. Whoa. No, that's. Would you like to sponsor a <laughs> podcast? Hmm. <laughs> There's two Doesn't he room? seem like the kind of person Maybe. who would have an energy drink? <laughs> we do want to get into the beverage game. Like we do, you have we to would join the mob. We would love to have like our own <laughs> beverage. No, they, that's the distributors. Those oh, are the distributors. Right. Allegedly, allegedly. We don't, uh, and we have no problem with them. At least it was according to, um, you know, just what I hear. I have yeah. a friend. Uh, I probably told this joke in the podcast before. Who works for Red Bull Records? Mm. Uh, they have a label. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, a studio like this. And one. a studio like this. And they were telling me about this band. I was like, oh, are they touring soon? Like touring? 
Like oh my God. The ingredients that one's floating up. So that's, this one just throw one more up there. Up there. Yeah, with the lentil <laughs> there's, joke. And, there's three in the room, everybody. Yeah. Three in the room. Gentlemen, thank you very much. And of Thanks course, as always, thank you, Vanessa Bear. Thank you. And check out Mixed Emotions in the store or online. Wherever, fine records, wherever music is <laughs> sold, or do you know? Do you know how people buy music? <laughs> Check. Go to your uh, record store. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tan Lines and Vanessa Bayer. On this podcast, we'd like to promote another podcast. We would. Um, Jesse Cohen from Tan Lines also has an awesome podcast called No, F- no FX. N-O space E-F-F-E-C-T-S. I can spell stuff. And he's had some really cool guests. Um, Abby from Broad City. Derek from Sleigh Bells. Uh, the dude from The Walkman. Um, so... Check out his podcast. Yeah. I love having on people who also do podcasts because it's then you you discover something new, and I feel like that's how I've discovered so many podcasts. Is like I'll listen to oh, yeah. to Rogan or Duncan Trussell or something, and they'll have a guest that's cool that has a podcast, and I'll start listening to that, and then I'll be overwhelmed with the amount of podcasts I've listened to, and then I'll like Realize freak out. That your I've job like, is writing reviews of music, and you have to listen to that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone will be like, "What records you listen to?" And I'm like, "I just have like 30 hours of podcasts to listen to. I can't even think about music right now." And then it becomes like <laughs> homework, and I get stressed out, and I can't sleep. When your when your ears got messed up from that Hot Water and Descendant show, uh-huh. did like your whole career like flash before your head? No, because, because your like, job the is thing, your the ears. thing with tinnitus is like it doesn't really interfere with like like it. it it really, I only, it's not so bad where it's like overpowering. I really only hear it when it's totally silent. But at the time you heard it constantly. Yeah. I mean, I still do, but it's like, if I'm listening to music or I'm listening to something, I can't hear the ringing. I only hear it when I'm in like a totally cool silent room. Okay. I think, is, is it the majority of people have tinnitus? Or yes. Is it, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think majority have it. I just think it's unpronounced in other people. I also think it's like psychologically how you deal with it and how much you know. To be honest, like I, there will be months at a time where I don't notice it at all. Okay. Like, and I don't know if that's just like uh, getting used to it or if getting better, but um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, but it doesn't really interfere. It's not... I think if you have a really bad case, maybe it could like actually like interfere. But when I'm listening to anything, or if there's a fan on or something, I can't hear it. Brad, Brad, as you record things and are a producer and engineer and everything, does that make you mad that you have it? Or I I don't have it. Really? I'm. How the fuck did you survive with your band? Extremely lucky. Wow. I have some discernible issues that are. I think I'm probably maybe a few years ahead of the uh, where I should be, like in terms of like I know that people talk about when you age, you lose the ability to sort of focus on voices in a lo- in a loud room, and I think I'm a little bit ahead in that than where I should be, but what? I don't have tinnitus, I don't have ringing, knock on my head. Wow, dude, you're, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I escaped it because I honestly, I, I, I was a total either. dick. I was, I spent. I always wear earplugs. That's the thing. Yeah, I and I always never did. wear them. Like, <laughs> but, oh, but, I, but I, when I, I was going through all this stuff, I got my hearing tested, and the guy was like, "Your hearing's perfect." So my actual hearing is great. Okay. So, 
You just have a dark passenger. In I your just head. have a dark passenger, but you know, it's like uh, you, you, there's a lot of ways to deal with it. You can also like you can like meditate on it and think of like this as like this constant mantra, and, and it's a lot of it's your perspective instead of being like, oh, I'm annoyed. This thing's driving me crazy. I'm gonna be like, this is like a part of my experience, and I'm gonna like let it be this kind of thing that like I'm gonna try to like be constructive with instead of like fighting again. I just feel like you can't. You can't fight against the world. Like, you can't fight against stuff. You have to, like, integrate it into yourself and just accept it. See, I'm so much better at the whole self-pity thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that's my, like, kind of normal first tendency, but it's just, there's, it's, there's, there's no point in it. It's just, you, there's no point. See, if I had an emo band, we'd be called Woe Is Me. (laughs) That is a band. But Woe would be spelled W-H-O-A and have a horse on the album cover. That probably is also a band. Damn. Check would it be out Mr. Ed on the, the cover? They're probably an alternate press. All right. Well, check out our new podcast, Woe Is Me. It's all about... Um, it's us crying. Ec- <laughs> it's crying. And it's also about uh, equine husbandry. So it's really interesting if you're a Having fan of horses. Having sex with dogs? Uh, equine, not canine. <laughs> equine. As opposed to porcine, um, which is pigs. Poor uh, sign. That's yeah, right. Or poor nice. kind. I would like to apologize to Tan Lines um, <laughs> and encourage you to check out their music. It's really cool. Um, check out Jesse's podcast, No Effects. I'd like uh, to take back Jonah's apology to Tan Lines because I think they would have enjoyed what we just I said. I think they probably would have enjoyed it too. You're yeah. right. Uh, yeah. And check out uh, the sound advice we shot at Governor's Ball with Tan Lines. We also shot with um, Sam, I think, from Interpol, Jack Antonoff, who I saw last night, who's he doesn't need his i feel like his music does not need i my think support. he's fine <laughs> <laughs> but bleachers are great and uh they're awesome and uh who else did we shoot with there uh tv on the radio a bunch of cool bands but check out tan lines and no effects and if you like this podcast leave us a comment you can donate at goingofftrack.com we're on facebook twitter all that stuff so blah 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 right you know you know how it is like if you want to find us it's easy and I feel like we are bad. It's easy if you have a, a Wi-Fi connection. It is. No, it's, you have to wait for it to load, and then you shouldn't be on the subway anyway. You should probably be walking, get some exercise. I, and I hate self-promoting stuff, so I'm going to stop now. But you know United where to find Nations. us? United Nations is my band. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, see you next week. Yeah!